Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. With me today is CEO and CIO Chris Wallace. Welcome, Chris. It's great to be here, Dan. All right, Chris, uh, we recorded last week, and in the past week, I'd have to say, you know, one of the, one of the most striking observations is, is there really been the, the collective tech sell-off. Um, none of the big seven have been spared, right? We're talking Microsoft, NVIDIA, Google, Facebook, Amazon, Tesla, Apple, all of them. Um, question here is, you know, what do, what do you think triggered that simultaneous move down? Yeah, look, I think it's really just more um, repricing the market with the breakout in the longer uh term sovereign bonds. I think it's driven by supply and demand characteristics, meaning we don't have the same level of buyers yet uh, for sovereign debt, yet we're seeing supply increase. Uh, And it really began, quite frankly, uh, at the end of July uh, when the Treasury published what their refunding needs were going to be. And as those yields have moved higher and we're getting signs of, of further economic stress and, you know, earnings are so-so, those assets are, are starting to reprice. And it shouldn't be a surprise. We know how narrow the market's been. Um, even I think the equally weighted S&P 500 was now negative on the year coming into the last week. And usually when you get bifurcated markets, they don't resolve themselves with a rally out of what's under performed, it's usually what's outperformed and where money's been crowding into eventually just succumbs to the pressure and sells off. So I think that's where we are. Um, I think the next big key event is going to be around October 30th, 31st, uh, when the Treasury announces the next round of refunding and whether that puts additional pressure on uh, on on Treasury yields. And it'll come down to what they choose to do. Do they choose to issue more coupons and more bills? If they really skew it towards bills, um, that's really an indication that there just isn't the, the capacity out there to take down the increasing supply. Um, and so that will probably spook the markets as much as it will if they come out um, and say they're going to issue a lot of coupons. So this is consistent with what we've been expecting. Um, and, you know, look, the The sell-off in treasuries will continue until we get shifts in monetary policy, which is starting to happen. Uh, The Bank of China is ramping up its liquidity injections. The ECB is paused. Or until we get a strong enough sell-off in assets or pressure in margins that we see companies start to lay people off and trigger um, a, a deeper downturn. And that really is what the Fed is gunning for, and it may be what the Treasury is gunning for. We'll see if we have time for that to play out or do things uh, become dysfunctional in markets and the Fed's forced to restart QE sooner. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing you just mentioned there sticks out to me. So you mentioned you know, we, don't, we don't have the same number of buyers for sovereign as we do supply. Yep. Um, you know, wh- what would cause, or, or I guess maybe the other way to say this, you know, is, there, is there a catalyst that would realign buyers with supply? Higher yields, unfortunately. Um, You know, Japan and China clearly have been liquidating their dollar assets in order to defend their currencies. And and we've got to recognize one of the biggest threat to U.S. assets is really the Bank of Japan going down the path of normalizing interest rates and raising interest rates. Um, Foreign flows have been coming into U.S. dollar-denominated assets for uh, well over a decade. And as we change where reinvestment occurs, as we change sovereign yields, as fixed income becomes 
a very suitable option for owning equities, um, we've got to rebalance that. So as, as foreign investors step away from U.S. markets, it's going to take U.S. investors to step up to take down the coming Treasury issuance, which we clearly can. Uh, but in order to do that, they have to sell equities. They have to sell fixed income. They have to sell other assets in order to do that. And so that's essentially what we're going through is a crowding out. And what we're seeing is a re-steepening of the curve. Only, you know, a lot of people have discussed around, well, an inverted curve uh, signals a recession. And when it uninverts, that's when it's a signal that, uh, you know, it, it's really going to get bad. Well, that's usually because the short end starts coming down, not because the long end sells off. And so what we're seeing is, is a complete repricing of capital and a complete repricing of equities across the board. And the market is finally starting to acknowledge we're in a higher nominal world. And as such, I've got to price in these higher rates. And so that becomes a problem for borrowers that can't uh, can't uh, really fund themselves at this level. So, um, yeah, I mean, what's going to change? We're just going to get more buyers because we'll get yields high enough or we'll get more buyers because we do enough damage to the economy and risk assets that people choose, quote, treasuries as a safe haven. I'm a little skeptical of that argument because for the last two sell-offs, treasuries weren't a safe haven and the market very much understands the the structural deficit issue that we face and in, in the onslaught of issuance. So I'm not convinced we're going to get treasuries to be a safe haven in a recession. I think it could actually prove the opposite because deficits would blow out even further and issuance would increase and the Fed would be uh, forced into providing QE at a time when inflation is still running above, above target. Um, all right, switching gears up a little bit here, I uh, want to talk about energy today. And so I was taking a look um, and, and using just you know, USO, uh, the oil ETF, right? Using that sure. as a market proxy. Um, and so it, it's off about 6% this past week, right? And um, looking at this, and, and it seems really quite surprising to me given we're in the, the midst of a, uh, a Middle East conflict. What, what's your read yeah. on that? Look, I, I think there's a lot of short-sighted action right now across risk markets. Um, I think it's... I think people oversimplify what's happening in Israel and elsewhere, and they're looking at the delay in, in Israel's invasion into Gaza and saying, oh, there must be good things happening behind the scenes, and uh, you know, it may not spread uh, broader. My own personal view is that's a naive view of what's, what's going on. If you look at the military assets, not just from the U.S. that have been deployed to the region, but the specific assets that have been deployed as well as NATO allies, um, I'm going to take Israel at their word. This is going to be a long, drawn-out uh, issue, and the idea that it's not going to spread or there's not going to have ramifications um, I certainly hope that's the case, but I, I'm not going to position myself for it. It doesn't mean you have to position for something catastrophic either. Uh, but oil, just like everything else, look, we repriced risk assets. So uh, uh, cost of capital went up in the last week and a half. That hits everybody. And we can't underestimate how much deleveraging is going on in the market. So uh, when you watch it day to day, it's very clear some people are selling their longs and and buying in their shorts. And so there's some de-risking and that can impact energy. 
just as well. Good. All right, good deal. Well, Chris, I think that's a good, good place to stop for today. So, you know, thank you as always, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you on here soon. Sounds good. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws. Securities discussed within this podcast may be held in the Von Nelson strategies.